0: you oh. hey guys and welcome to another episode of get home safe it is a beautiful monday morning here in late january not sure if there was any great sports news over the weekend or anything i was kind of flipping the channels trying to find some good stuff on and uh, couldn't quite come up with anything so this must be what the dog days of summer are about but no i'm just kidding there was Absolutely the opposite of that. This weekend, some amazing, amazing playoff football. Uh, So ecstatic here in the Hirschema household. Yes, for you YouTube uh, viewers, it is probably sickening seeing me in all of my Rams apparel. But uh, had the Rams lost, I would have still been on here wearing the Rams apparel. Because I told you guys last week, you know, real fans, they seem to shrink and and not wear any of their team gear when their teams are losing. I don't understand that. Let's, where's the loyalty? Where you at? So anyway, uh, guys, I'm pretty happy, as you can probably tell, on a uh, Tuesday morning here when you guys are recording this. Or excuse me, when you see I'm all rattled. When you guys are listening to this, recording this on Monday morning, the day after the big playoff football from the weekend, uh, the NFC Divisional Games, the AFC Divisional Games. Uh, what a what a four games it was. If you're not a football fan, I think this, this really would have drawn you in this weekend. Uh, four of the best football games I've seen, not individually necessarily, but I would argue I haven't seen a better weekend of, of football uh, uh, than, than I saw this weekend. Four outstanding games, three of the visiting teams, one of the four, all the three of the, Uh, Those, those underdog teams, uh, you know, on the road, Um, all three games, all three, excuse me, all four games uh, ended on a, on a uh, walk-off play, a walk-off win for each team. Um, All four games ended regulation with, uh, with a a field goal to either tie the game in the case of the uh, Buffalo Kansas City game last night that did end up going into overtime and the other three games. Uh, walk-off field goal to win it for the uh, the visiting road team. So uh, I, I don't know who in the beginning of the season thought it would be the Rams and the Niners in the NFC Championship game. Uh, and and uh, I think we all thought Kansas City would be in the AFC Championship game, but the Cincinnati Bengals, after not winning a playoff game in 31 years, have won two in a row to get their team to the AFC Championship up against The Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, today's going to be a very football heavy um, podcast regarding not just my Rams, but the other games I saw. I was able to watch all four games, Uh, got the chores done early, got the business side of things done early. Uh, I actually worked for someone during the week, so I didn't have to go to work on Saturday. It was beautiful. Got to watch the Rams victory with my dad and my brother. That was uh, pretty special. And uh, just a really good weekend, really good weekend. It's always better, of course, when your team wins, um, but if you didn't have a dog in the fight, uh, hopefully you, you got to appreciate uh, the, the, the great competition that we witnessed this weekend because it was outstanding. And there's so many storylines to get to, but I want to start with this. You know, we live in this fantasy football age. And we, we, it's all about stats and a lot of numbers and high scoring offenses and quarterbacks throwing for 400 yards and uh, tackling is illegal now. And, you know, all these things, and, and people care more about how many touchdowns my wide receiver have than a good fourth and one stop. Right. And you can put all the different sprinkles and coloring and all this kind of thing on football you want. Okay. You can make hitting illegal, which it almost is now. You can do all these things. You can make um, it, it almost impossible to, to defend anyone anymore. But at the end of the day, come January, come playoff football, come with the 14 best teams, then that's then the uh, eight best teams, then the four, then the two, then, the, then the, the, the single best team. I know defense is not what it used to be. It's not the uh, Baltimore Ravens of, uh, you know, the early two thousands, it's not the 85 bears. It's not those great giants teams. There's no real scary defenses out there anymore because of the Tampa Bay Bucks with Derek Brooks and John Lynch and those guys, there's no really terrifying defenses anymore. That has changed. The the game has changed that, but man, I got to tell you, if, if you don't think defenses uh, still matter in the NFL, okay, you got great quarterback play. I understand that. But in playoff football, got to be able to run the ball. Good defenses take that away, right? Uh, in the Rams-Buccaneer game, for instance, neither team could really run the ball, so it turned into a shootout. Or it turned into a blowout, then a, uh, a comeback, and uh, it all, all is said and done, it was a shootout. But the other games, even the uh, – I would argue, well, my, my theory is going out the window here with Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes. Um, that game, you know, 23-21 – uh 20, what was it? 26 up up until the very end. You know, for all the great things they did, still man, defenses still matter. Defenses look at the other games. Uh what was it 13 to 10 with uh, arguably the MVP and Aaron Rodgers? Uh a scary offense in the San Francisco 49ers, even though people are giving uh, Jimmy G, G a lot of grief. Um, Cincinnati Bengals go into Nashville and beat the Titans 19 to 16. Uh, one offensive touchdown basically scored um, on what was it? On no, two offensive touchdowns scored on Saturday. Okay, I'm not saying defenses is everything, but man, being able to run the ball, being able to uh, special teams, special teams will never really win you a game. Maybe occasionally with the last second field goal, which we saw. But I, but what I mean is, all too often they hurt. They can hurt you really bad if you don't pay attention to the details. And there's so many things, as you guys can tell, I want to talk about. I'm all over the place today. I'll start with the Rams, of course, uh, first off. Um, you know, the Rams went into Tampa Bay, and they jumped out to a big lead. And I'm sitting there with my brother and my dad, and we've read this book too, too, too often. And we just know, okay, it's not enough. you got to keep scoring, whether it's seven, whether it's three. got to keep scoring. Uh, the Rams' defense played uh, pretty well, I thought, for three quarters anyway. What you saw was an excellent pass rush. They only put Brady on the ground for three official sacks, but they were pressuring him all day. And Brady's the greatest ever, and he was able to do what he ended up uh, doing in the end, rallying the Bucks. Of course, the Rams assisted with four fumbles, including a, a bad snap. They had a, a couple of moments in that game that, where they really could have put away the Bucks. They could have put the nail in the coffin uh, right before the half fumbling where they could have gone up 27 to three, let alone 23 to three at halftime. They did eventually go up 27 to three and then gave up, up uh, 24 straight points for the tie. Um, but when they sacked Brady and got a fumble, then the very next play, uh, Brian Allen uh, snaps it uh, early to Matthew Stafford and then Tampa Bay jumps on it. I mean, there were so many crazy plays in that game. The Rams did almost everything they could to give it back, but ultimately he ended at the end of the day, uh, rather than pout and mope that they gave up this big lead cam Akers, uh, welcome back but man you got to hold on to the football i think that has a lot to do with just not being able uh to get a lot of live game reps and snaps and you know get hit a lot uh i have confidence in him going forward as i know coach mcveigh does but uh two fumbles that really especially the one with just under three minutes left that you can't hand tom brady the keys and say hey go tie this game up um, it, it felt a lot like that Atlanta Super Bowl. It really did. Uh, Twenty-seven to three, eventually twenty-eight to three. Similarities. And uh, when when he hit uh, Evans on that pass, uh, just beating Jalen Ramsey one on one, you're like, oh no, here it comes, here it comes. And even at the end, they get down to the goal line. Troy Reader, man, you got to make that play. I, I will never. Under- I still can't fathom this, guys. No matter who your team is, I don't understand this concept of. Like you are the end of the line. You are the edge guy. You are the contain you are. Th- I, I've always thought as, as you attack ball carriers, uh, you know, protect the hash, then protect the number, then protect the sideline. However, you attack a guy, attack that shoulder, knowing you have help inside. At least you give yourself a chance. You let a guy around you. There's no one out there. If you're close to a sideline, you can play the push him out of bounds game. But when these guys come off the outside and they and they get beat, I know that's another professional athlete. But my goodness, just leverage, attack his outside shoulder. Maybe he cuts. Maybe you get help. You never know whether you're the defensive end, the outside linebacker, the corner, whoever's the outside guy. How professional? How how that happens? It's just like, dude, just attack his outside shoulder. Anyway, so I try Reader, he's there, could make the play on Leonard Fournette on fourth and goal, falls down. Looked like me trying to tackle a Colin Woodbury in 2001. Uh, And it was just ugly. I'm like, you guys let them tie this game. And then, of course, uh, Stafford gets the ball back. First plays a sack. You're going, oh, oh, they go to overtime. This is over. And then then God bless Cooper Cup. Third and Cup. I mean, had a 70-yard touchdown on a third and 20. Busted coverage. You could say, okay, but the Rams still made the play. Uh, They get about 20 yards with Cup. He gets out of bounds. And then the, the play that will live in infamy, I'm sure in uh, Tampa Bay Bucks lore, but definitely for us Rams fans, when they go all out blitz on Stafford, the Rams pick it up just enough, which I thought the old line was uh, pretty spectacular all day in the passing game anyway. And Stafford absolutely drops a dime to the best wide receiver in the NFL in Cooper Cup. I mean, he ran under that thing caught it, secured it. And me being the Rams yeah, I, I constantly think things are, are, I watch every play, like something awful is going to happen. And even when things good are happening, I'm like, okay, he's going to fumble now or this or that. <laughs> That's just how I watch my games. I understand how things, when something good happens, it's like, wait, 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 flag. Is there a flag? No flag. Okay, no flag. Don't fumble, don't fumble. Okay, didn't fumble. Wait, he went down. Then they're all running down there. Stafford saying, no, don't substitute because then there's a matchup situation, right? There's all these little things that occur. They get down there. Get, i'm like get set get set do not have a pre-snap penalty with a 10 second runoff they spike it i'm like wait they just do it okay 30 yard field goal matt gay matt gay put it in ah, beat your old team we didn't sell i mean we were like dead silent when cup caught that pass and then we just sat there and as matt gay comes on and kicks that 30 yard field goal a little little too close to the post for my taste but it went in the walk-off win over Tom Brady and the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh for the third consecutive win over those Buccaneers by the way twice this season and uh man that was a good feeling that was spectacular um the the Rams house meaning the my house was uh just very thrilled for that and to share that with family it's just something Uh, That is always special for you people out there who root for other teams. You know that when when a team, when uh, when you get to experience something amongst family members who share your opinions, share your views, share your fandom, um, that's really, really special. And um, because you sat through some heartache together, too. Right. So many times, Tom Brady, uh, 20 years ago, almost to the day, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. Uh, The Rams trail 17, nothing. I think maybe 17, three, they rally, they tie it. Tom Brady goes up the field. They kick the game winning field goal. So I thought it was kind of poetic justice the way that it ended Rams get the big lead. They almost blow it, but they did blow the lead. And then out of nowhere, they still got a miracle left in them and uh, poetic justice. Tom Brady loses on that last second field goal. We waited 20 years for it to happen. The hearse and the man anyway. And um man just thrilled rams are in the afc championship game uh for the second time in four years which is pretty cool to uh think about all things considered when the rams came back in 2016 and were a 4 and 12 football team uh went to the playoffs the first year under mcveigh second year they're in the super bowl third year they missed the playoffs um then they're back uh in 20 what was that 19 uh had a decent year um but man, uh, 2020 to get um or excuse me, 2019 was the uh, the rough year, but 2020 to get back in the playoffs, open SoFi Stadium, and then this year to open SoFi with fans to get a playoff win. I mean, it's just been a lot of great success. You know, there's a lot more that any team wants, but especially my my Rams fans, uh, my Ramily out there. Um, I'm not going to make this all about the Rams today because there's other conversations to, to be had and other uh, teams to talk about. But for now. I mean, I I talked about uh, expectations, right, to be in the NFC championship game. For me, it's not the end of the line. I want more. I'm greedy, but I am uh, very satisfied, very content with being in the hunt. Just be in the discussion. Be relevant, right? And for the Dallas Cowboy fans out there, I know it's been like three decades, so I want to explain to you guys how this works. So this is called Championship Sunday. Uh, this weekend, there's four teams. It's the four best teams four remaining teams in the NFL. The four of them get to play uh, for the right to see who goes to the Super Bowl, two out of the NFC, two out of the AFC. I have to explain these things to Cowboys fans who still uh, you know, watch their games on black and white TVs for the old success and everything. Um, so th- this is called Championship Sunday when you get the chance to go to the Super Bowl. Not a wild card, not a divisional round. This is AFC Championship, NFC Championship. Just thought I'd explain that to, to th- those, uh, you know, the people who root for such teams as like the Cowboys. Even the Raiders. I know it's been a while, guys. Well, no, let's see. Pardon me. I shouldn't say that. The Ra- Even the Raiders have been in a conference championship game uh, more recent than the Cowboys. That says something. And they went to a Super Bowl. So forgive me for almost misspeaking. Poor Cowboys, I got to tell you, spend a lot of money. They got an annoying fan base. Oh, we got five banners. That's that's cool. Congrats, way to go. Anyway, I, I who cares about the Cowboys? This is a late January. They're not relevant anymore. What are we talking about? Uh, let's talk about uh, the good football teams, the Rams. And look at, I know when the Rams lose on Sunday, I'm gonna get nothing but texts and messages and all these things. Oh, you're just as good. You're just as good as the other 32 team, whatever. No, no, no. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. When your team gets a run makes gets to make a run. You, you, you cry, you, you're, you laugh, you, you just experience all this stuff. It's a blast, man. It's a blast. And, uh, I, most of my life didn't get to experience this handful of times. And, uh, to have kind of this recent relevance here, the past few years has been a lot of fun and to share it with uh, my dad, my brother on Sunday. Woo! What a fun time it was. Um, Now, that said, this is kind of like uh, a beautiful nightmare, if you will, because the Rams not only are in the NFC Championship game, not only get to host the NFC Championship game, if they win, possibly play at home in the beautiful SoFi Stadium. Okay, unfortunately, the Rams are going up against uh, a team that they just – Haven't been able to beat uh, in the past seven times, I think, seven in a row. Maybe it's six. Maybe I could be wrong. Uh, But it's those 49ers. It's those San Francisco 49ers. And they're coming back to SoFi. It was three short weeks ago, week 18, last game of the year. The 49ers had to beat the Rams just to get in the playoffs. And it was uh, quite a wild scene there. First time in uh, Sean McVay's coaching tenure that he lost after trailing at halftime after being 50 and 0 or something uh, his former colleague Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers I've uh, said forever is probably one of the well is one of the top coaches in the NFL just seems to do so much uh, with what he's got and has had Sean McVay's number those games haven't been blowouts by any means and and games like I said are are typically they're close I mean you're right there there's such a fine line between winning and losing um, so it's not like they've gotten blown out or anything, the ball could have bounced another way here or there. Who knows what would have happened, but still, a loss is a loss, a win is a win. And so, it's this like beautiful nightmare coming up on Sunday. The Rams, 49ers, the Rams get to be one win from a Super Bowl, they're playing at home in SoFi. Uh, but I also know that SoFi Stadium, LA, wherever uh, the 49ers uh, come into LA. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of LA 49er fans. That's just, I said it before, I'll say it again. It's always going to be the case. Uh, we have a lot of fans here um, who don't root for LA teams in all sports. I don't understand it. I said it before, I'll say it again. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've had my theories about this uh, many times. And some people would say, well, Matt, the LA team left. However, most of these people that root for other teams, they rooted for these teams before the rams left before the raiders left so what does that tell you and i have my theories i have a few theories now if, if, if a team left you most of you guys have never had to experience that i have and they, they were gone for 20 something years and a very very odd odd feeling um who do you root for do you continue rooting for them whatever uh we chose to knowing kind of in the back of our minds maybe someday uh they will come home So they did. And the LA Rams are back anyway. So I have my theories. So I think people in LA root for other football teams. You can give the argument all you want about how all the Rams left and, and, you know, whatever, but I truly believe this in LA, for instance, there's two of everything. And yes, I'm including orange County. There's two basketball teams. There's two baseball teams. There's two hockey teams. I I don't know all the soccer, but there's two soccer teams. Um, And why I think people are so able to root against, say, for instance, the LA Rams, is because in other sports, they are forced to kind of choose. You choose one. If you like the Lakers, you hate the Clippers and vice versa. If you like the Dodgers, you hate the Angels, right? And because of that, it's easy to root for teams that are in your backyard. If you went to, say, um, I don't know, Phoenix, just just six hours away from here in LA, Uh, Most people there are going to root for the Cardinals. They're going to root for the Phoenix Suns. They're going to root for uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's because it represents their state, their city, and there's no really alternatives. There's no really divided, city-divided situations. So I find it interesting in football, but I think it has a lot to do with L.A. and the fact that, yeah, there were no L.A. football teams here for 20 years. That obviously changes things. Okay, and I know it's hard for teams to, you know, oh I'll give up your team and, and pick the pick the home team. Um, I always wondered what if another team comes back to LA that's not the Rams? Do I root for them? I think I kind of have to, right? Um, but anyway, I think the only other situation you see this is in New York City. There's two teams there, two football teams, two basketball teams, uh, two baseball teams, uh three, I think, hockey teams. Well, New Jersey, we'll call it New Jersey is New York. We'll just say that. I know New Yorkers will not like that. But uh, when you're two New York football teams or play their games in New Jersey, then sorry, I consider it all the same, especially with some of their, uh, you know, New, New York, New Jersey with the similar COVID numbers. That's all I'm saying. I'll stay off the politics. Um, so I think in New York, I think that would be the only other place really where you would find this theory to be true because you rude again you know if you're a Jets fan you hate the Giants if you're a Yankees fan you hate the Mets right so really nowhere else in no other states or cities really uh, does this Chicago with uh, the White Sox and Cubs um, other than that in like states of like Texas uh, Houston and Dallas they're pretty spread out so uh, maybe there's some similarities there but I think honestly where you find this uh simple ability to root for a team or to uh, not like i mean i hear people these are diehard dodger fans again i say this every week diehard dodger fans i love la screw the giants but go niners go niners the rams ah you know la it's like dude this is la like what are you an la fan or not like what's your deal so i think that's why i think it's because when there's multiple teams in a sport in a city even a state if the proximity is really close I think it enables people to to dislike, um, you know, the other local team, like uh, the Chargers, the Clippers, the Angels. They're the second tier uh, of, of all of the, uh, the the Ducks. They're all second tier to the number one tier LA teams. I'm sorry, it, that's it's, and, and I'm not knocking. If you're a Chargers, or a Clippers, or an Angels fan, a Ducks fan, I'm not knocking you by any means. At least you're rooting for a team that's like in the proximity. For goodness sake. Um, but I think that's why. I think that is why. And because most of you, most of you got, well, the Rams left. Yeah, but you chose the 49ers before the Rams left. Lakers had some bad years too. you even abandoned ship on the Lakers. Or did you Did you all become Bulls fans? Anyway, I'm betting. This isn't about about my uh, deep passion for this subject. So I think that's why. It's easy to hate the New York team when you have another New York team to root for. Just like in LA, I think uh, it's easy to dislike the Rams when you're like, the Rams, even though they're LA or the Chargers, because you're like, ah, that's not LA. uh, When you are a Clippers fan, we'll say, and you end up hating the Lakers. I think, I don't know if you guys understand my analogy here. Maybe I don't understand my analogy, Uh, but that's what I'm going with. Anyway, Rams playing the 49ers, not not happy about it because sometimes you just know when someone has your number, when someone's better than you, uh, y- you should want to beat them. I know. You should want to ex- embrace that challenge and everything. I mean, it would be absolutely sweet if the Rams beat the Niners to advance to the, the uh, Super Bowl um, to be the second consecutive team to host the Super Bowl. But, man, it would be a nightmare. Oh, it would be – just the worst <laughs> if the Niners again beat the Rams for the third time this year and the seventh or eighth. I lose track, I lose track of these things uh, on purpose, but uh, I lose uh, it. Would just be the worst. Now I've had worse tragedies in my life, and that's how I get through these things. So I am as nervous as could be. It's Monday. You guys will hear this on Tuesday. I'm dying already. I am like, okay, I'm staying extremely busy this week. I'm gonna get in my Uber car. I'm gonna drive all day. I'm gonna try to work extra hours at FedEx. I want to come home, pace I, 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 Sunday at 3:30. Can I get here soon enough? I'm dying, and I, I am stressed out about the stress that I'm gonna have uh, for three and a half hours on Sunday. If that makes any sense at all, but uh, for the Rams. It's put up or shut up time. Yeah, you know what? If you, wanna, if you want to advance, you want to be the best, uh, you got to take down the best. And so right now, as I said weeks ago, the 49ers are the scariest football team uh, right now in the NFL. They are playing with passion. They find ways to win. They punch you in the throat. And they're physical. And they do so many things well. So to be the best, you got to take down the best. And even though the Niners are the sixth seed, the Niners just took down the best. In, in the NFC, in Green Bay, the number one seed. They took down the three seed in Dallas. Two uh, impressive road wins. And I got to vent about Green Bay for a second. Look at, you know, Matt LaFleur has done a great job there in Green Bay. Um, a very consistent franchise, we'll say during the regular season anyway. You know, 13 plus wins uh, during the regular season. Those are no, uh, you know, small feats. Those are, that's amazing. But I talked earlier about Defense special special teams are you kidding me you get a blocked field goal right before the first half okay no big deal there that happens it shouldn't but it does uh san francisco made a great play there to keep that game seven nothing going into half that play alone that was like oh watch out and that set off a spark you could tell right before half and then san francisco all game long just pressuring aaron Rodgers. Not a ton of sacks, but again, he, he just no rhythm. They couldn't get anything going. One offensive touchdown in the game. Ten points altogether. The blocked punt, and and kudos to San Francisco on this. I got to say, uh, you were out. You hadn't done anything really offensively, and you managed to come up with this miracle with just under five minutes left, and you block a punt. Nothing but credit uh, to the 49ers there. But you got you got to say about the, the the Packers. What are you doing? You're backed up towards your goal line. How are you not going like max protector? How does that happen? I know a guy can beat a guy at any time in the NFL, but that's just inexcusable. It can ha- That cannot happen. You give up the block punt for the game tying touchdown. Uh, where just un- I mean that was unbelievable. I'm sitting there going, "You've got to be kidding me!" When this happened. And I'm sure Niner fans are losing their mind and Packers fans are like, what? It's kind of nice to not be involved in that and just see that as an impartial guy. Although I did want the Niners to lose. Um, that was that was ridiculous for the Packers. And then the kicker, I, no pun intended. I, I don't know if you guys saw this or heard about this, but on the final play of the game, San Francisco 49ers line up for that uh, field goal. It's pretty cool. Their kicker's name is uh, Gould or Gold, by the way, G-O-U-L-D. Uh, of course tribute to their colors and everything uh, good as gold uh, that is kind of funny um i, mean, I don't love the 49ers but i'm I, i'm i'm a real i'm, I'm a realist I, I i am very impartial at times anyway so there's a the 49ers go down and i believe there's a timeout the timeout cuz Robbie Gold was on the sideline you know warming up they get the ball down to where uh, he wanted it they call timeout. All right, Green Bay's out of timeouts. They're not going to ice the kicker. This is it. Game time game winning field goal. 49ers make this. They're advancing to the NFC Championship. Green Bay, after having a blocked field goal of their uh, against them, have giving up a blocked punt for a game-tying touchdown after a timeout on the game's final play of the game, goes out on the field to potentially block or at least rush the game-winning field goal. And they had 10 players on the field. That's worse to me than the block punt, the block field goal. You have 10 players on the field after a timeout. What are we doing here? Millionaire mistakes, I call them. All this work that goes in, all the preparation and the deals and the the weights lifted, the plays run, the scheming, all this stuff. And you can't get 11 guys on the field for the biggest play of the game the final play of the game after a timeout. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it happens at all levels. That's what goes to show you. Anytime you see my, my good guys, a real Honda prep or something, make a mistake. It happens at all levels. It's not an excuse. You don't, you're not okaying it, but man, a billion dollar industry, a billion dollar franchise can't get 11 guys on the field. After a timeout. I mean, to me, that was like, you could talk about Aaron Rodgers all you want. That told me that team was not focused at all going into that game. And you could be dead wrong. Sometimes the talking heads just ramble away and you're just like, Oh, come on. You don't know, but that was sorry, man. That's, that's just inexcusable. Uh, The better team won San Francisco, beating the green Bay Packers in Lambeau, better team won, And they're banged up. That is One thing I took away from that with a little bit of hope is okay, they're pretty banged up. Kittle and Samuel and uh Jimmy G, even. But when a team has your number, it's just terrifying. And um, man, if if, if 49ers beat the Rams in SoFi, I'm gonna it's gonna be a rough eight months, (laughs) I'll tell you. (laughs) But I know a lot of 49er fans, I love each and every one of you, most of you. you're good people. It's just one disagreement we have. Doesn't mean we can't be friends. Although Sunday for about four hours, we'll be uh, bitter enemies. And and I, I heard from some 49er fans who were who were complaining. I guess about the Rams posting that hey that we're going to limit uh, tickets to uh, only people in the LA geography. Uh, we're going to try to get those people tickets. Uh, I guess prohibiting people from purchasing tickets from outside southern california uh and these people were up in arms so i'm like hmm you mean a team is prohibiting which people can come in to their stadium that sounds familiar have ever heard that before you mean like this season with all those vaccine mandates and everything the uh the, the, the dividing up of citizens of who can enter. You shall not pass. But yeah, the home team only selling to people in their area region kind of, you know, around that stadium where most of the fan base should be from, but isn't. Yeah. That's, I know that's weird, but yeah we can uh <laughs> it's funny the things we're outraged over in this i'm not saying these people who reached out to me were outraged i'm just saying uh all year we've had <laughs> literally be like show me your id uh no no not your id your other card uh, yeah you, you know to which show me your id which you had to get used to get your card to enter the stadium that but doing that is for voting is anyway I've lost track of all this stuff. I don't want to think about it anymore. But I found that funny that someone was like, how could they do that? How could they prohibit who comes into the stadium? I'm like, well, they've kind of been doing that for about five months now. with the whole Show me your card or you cannot enter the stadium. Um, anyway, so that said, the strange thing is that there's still going to be no shortage of 49er fans there. There's going to be a ton of p- because all the 49er fans, are here in Los Angeles. It sickens me. It, it does. But that's... So, so the little plan the Rams have there, with only the geographical... That's, it's not going to matter. It's not like the, the, the red wave we see of 49er fans at every Rams home game, whether it's been the Coliseum, uh, Anaheim Stadium, or SoFi. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's not all people from the Bay Area. It's people here in Los Angeles. Can't figure out what the city name is of the team. It's the front-running San Francisco fans that said, "I want to root for the Niners." They're winning Super Bowls in the '80s and the early '90s. That's all it is. With their Laker hats, Dodger hats. Anyway, uh, so that was funny to me. The limiting of uh, you know who could enter. But it's like, yeah, they've been doing that all year with Vax cards and uh, or tests or whatever. So no, nothing really different there. Uh, look, at, take a break from football here. A big announcement uh, on a few months ago I had on the program, uh, Robbie Burns, who ironically is a big uh, Bay Area guy. He's a big San Francisco Giants fan, San Francisco 49er fan. Um, Robbie Burns was projected to make the uh, Olympic team here in um here in the uh upcoming Olympics, the winter Olympics, as a snowboarder. Uh I did receive word that Robbie did in fact make the team. So uh if you haven't had a chance to listen to that podcast a few months ago, it's called Fire and Ice because Robbie is not only a, a snowboarder, an Olympian snowboarder now, but he's also a, a, a a firefighter, uh, which kind of like a wilderness firefighter up there in Northern California. Uh great guy to talk to. It was a lot of fun. I'm thrilled that he is in fact going to be on the Olympic team. Um, not that I wouldn't root for the U S Olympic team anyway, because I do root for teams based off of kind of where I'm from or, you know, the ties, it's kind of weird, but um, so congrats to Robbie, go back listen to that podcast and then look for Robbie Burns here in the winter Olympics, upcoming representing team USA, uh, on the snowboarding circuit, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, selfishly for the podcast, but no, it's all it's all Robbie. He did it all. Uh, the cousin of uh, my friend Todd Carson's wife. That was kind of the connection there. So, uh, congrats to Robbie Burns. I'm making the the U.S. Olympic team. You're going to make us proud, man. I uh, can't I can't uh, say enough about you. Thanks for coming on this podcast too and chatting with me, uh, just about the journey. And, and I'm I'm hoping this journey. Uh, ends on on a podium on a metal stand for you just excited man cannot say enough about robbie burns making the u.s olympic team at snowboarding check it out guys here on the get home safe podcast and maybe just maybe if uh well after it all breaks down maybe we'll bring him back to recap it all but how cool to have a uh, snowboarder now an olympic snowboarder who was a guest here on our podcast and now we can watch him in reform and uh maybe bring him back on and, and tell us about the experience Okay back to some football. Let's go to the AFC Cincinnati, man. I love their grit. I love just their performance to go into Nashville and take down the Titans. Even though the Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times, nine times as principal Edward Rooney would say in Ferris Bueller's day off. I I mean, for him to be under that pressure all day and to still throw for 330 yards to still uh, lead that team to victory is unbelievable. Joe Burrow, just I believe Justin Herbert too, if he gets the right team around him here soon. Um, Joe Burrow is a tremendous leader. Um, I wasn't necessarily sold on him after college, but man, he has uh, just been a warrior. Has delivered, has led that team, uh, has been uh, really the best quarterback, NFL quarterback in the state of Ohio, hands down. Great maturity to him, um, a true leader, and a guy that can has now won multiple playoff games uh, for the Bengals, and they are one win away from. The Super Bowl. The can you even say those words? Bengals Super Bowl. That's kind of remember a few years ago when the Jaguars won the AFC Championship game. It was like wow, the Jacksonville Jaguars could go to the Super Bowl. Crazy. I think the Bengals are a better football team. Jamar Chase is a real deal, uh, and and Joe Burrow is uh, going to be the king of Ohio here, moving forward. And really, man, now that you see kind of the quarterbacks lining up, right? You, obviously, uh, the Chiefs have Mahomes in the AFC West. Uh, plus Justin Herbert's there uh, Josh Allen the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East now you got Joe Burrow another young quarterback in the AFC North um Jill Lamar Jackson in the AFC North who's who's still a young guy um AFC South I mean that's a division that definitely needs some quarterback play uh improvements between Ryan Tannehill Carson Wentz I love but he's he's got to step his game up here soon um man the the you start to see the young quarterbacks arise and really be uh, the next generation. It's pretty exciting to see. So congrats to the Bengals, man. I know what it's like to root for a bad team, to go through bad years, um, to know you're a bad team. And uh, people, people say this all the time about like being single. They're like, Oh, I'm just single. It's being hard. It's being single. You know, I've been single for almost a year now. And I'm like a year, a year. I was single. Through two presidential terms, don't talk to me about being single for a year and a half or whatever. I'm just lonely. I don't know. Get back to me when you've been through a few presidential terms of being single. Come on. I mean, I know I have a wonderful girlfriend now, but these people, that's like, we are so soft these days. I swear. Oh, my team was bad for two years. Then, Yeah. Let me tell you about bad. You see these colors? You see the Rams colors? This is bad. This is traditionally bad. The Cincinnati Bengals, traditionally bad. Cowboy cowboys complaining about oh, we've been the Super Bowl in a long time. Yeah, but you're always in the hunt. You always go to the playoffs at least. Well, I shouldn't say that. Bad example. Oh, my team's in bad. Yeah, really. Get in line. Let me tell you what bad is for a long period of time. Let me tell you what being single for a long period of time is like. I've been single for two years. It just cracks me up. I don't bring up the dating stuff a lot. It's just kind of something I think people can relate to. And um yeah, I've talked with a few friends about it. Man, it's tough being single. Like, you broke up three months ago. What do you mean, tough being single? Settle down. You're going to be just fine. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. So you get all these relationship tips here in, uh, in the Get Home Safe podcast. Usually what not to do. Okay, Um the, the best game, man, of the weekend was the shootout between the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen made some unbelievable throws. Um, I think he's going to get beat up, uh, you know, over the course of time. But, man, he's exciting. Mahomes is amazing. Um, All the weapons he has. When Josh Allen hit uh, his receiver for that touchdown on that fourth and 13, that was an absolute missile. That ball sailed through the screen, man. It was like, whoa, what a a cannon. Just a laser. Bills go up. They get the two-pointer to go up three. And then, uh, Patrick Mahomes, all he needed was 13 seconds, 13 seconds to get up the field into field goal range to go from the 25 to the 30. I think it was basically. So what is that? 30, 20, 45 yards and 13 seconds, man. If only the Cowboys could have done some, the Cowboys actually had 14 seconds. If you remember now they didn't have any timeouts. So that's a bummer, but the Cowboys, I, I, this is a Cowboys conversation here. I guess I'm just comparing it to America's team, America's team. Um, Yeah, Patrick Mahomes need 13 seconds to get upfield and, uh, you know, a couple timeouts, of course, that helps. But you might want to save those, Dallas. Save those timeouts for late in the game. Um, So I thought that was crazy. Bucker with the uh, long field goal to tie it. And uh, anytime you watch the Chiefs game, after field goals and extra points, make sure you guys watch the Kansas City mascot. I think he's a giant coyote. He's hilarious, man. He'll make... Uh, even if it's the other team kicking a field goal, if it's good, he usually, you know, slams his head down or something. And if it's, if it's wide, he like dances and stuff. Uh, what is his name? <laughs> the Kansas city chiefs mascot is hilarious. Um, he's a giant coyote. I think coyote. What is his name? KC Wolf. That's cool. He looks goofy. He's got a big kind of. <laughs> He's got like his eyes rolling around all the time. But watch, check out the KC mascot if you're a non-football uh, fan and the game is on, and you're just like, uh, what's gonna cheer me up? Uh, my my Renzo Rowell uh, buddies of the world out there uh, who usually count the lights out in the uh, the light stands. Check out the KC Wolf mascot um, on the Kansas City Chiefs. Pretty awesome, um, man. Like I said, an amazing weekend of football. Um, the the Chiefs get up the field, kick the field goal, um, get the ball in overtime, right up the field, score touchdown game over. The Bills were three seconds away uh, from an AFC championship. They're not going anywhere. They'll be back. Uh, just goes to show you how good the Chiefs are, man. Uh, and people are kind of criticizing, again, the NFL overtime. I don't know what the answer is with overtime. It, some people are like, well, the Bills didn't get a chance to touch the ball. Yeah, but you had four quarters. To, to decide a game I, i'm in a favor of uh a, a how overtime should be a little different i mean you see this in other sports in the nba or, or basketball the, the, it's a it's an extended quarter but it's five minutes in hockey you get five minutes and then it's a shootout baseball's a little crazy with extra innings it can go forever football has to find a way to kind of shorten it because it is a physical game uh but i hate the 10 minute overtime i think in the playoffs they still go 15 um but but I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's each team starts at the fifty and it's like college, back and forth. Um, you start at the twenty five. NFL kickers are too good. That would be kind of boring. I don't know if you. I don't know what you do. Um, I don't like the idea of just uh, two point conversions trading off or anything like that. Um, but I I am an old school guy. I like sudden death. I like that the fact that the game can end on any play. That's excitement for sure. Um, uh, that's all i can say is hey don't give up a touchdown on your first drive you give up a touchdown i don't know um hold them to three at least so there's some strategy there again i don't know what the answer is to nfl overtime. i'm open to ideas if you guys have some ideas send them my way uh what would you like to see a lot of people are like well the coin toss shouldn't decide a game well i wouldn't say that's the case you had 60 minutes to decide a game and you couldn't do it so you should have called heads i don't know if. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys, Uh, but our final four set, Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs at noon on Sunday, followed by the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium, which is also the site of Super Bowl 51, no, fifty. man, what number is it? Shame on me for not knowing this. Um, Let me see here. Sorry, LV1. 56, I believe that is. The Roman numerals, man, they get to me. I remember Super Bowl 50 a couple years ago. So this has to be Super Bowl 51. Yes, in Los Angeles. So I'll say this, the 49ers or the Rams, whoever represents the NFC, uh, you're going to play in this stadium in back-to-back games. That's pretty cool. Uh, that is very, very cool to uh, remember last year. The Buck—the irony of the Bucks going to the Super Bowl and hosting it and winning it on their home field was that they didn't play a home playoff game. Uh they won three road games and then get to host the Super Bowl uh at their home field. Um, I think they were the sixth seed lad. No, let's see who do they play? They may have been the sixth. They played, no, they were the five because they played the, the worst division winner in Washington, uh at the so it was five versus four, six versus three, seven versus two. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. The Niners, though, could be uh the second consecutive team. Out of the NFC to win three road games to get to the Super Bowl, so there's a lot of excitement here uh, on Sunday. I'm nervous. I'm scared. Um, it's going to be a rough week. I got to tell you that. My goal for Friday's podcast, I have a friend who's a very big 49er fan who I haven't chatted with in a while. Um, a friend who was involved in uh, professional baseball for quite some time. He lives. I don't know if he still does, but it was from the Florida area, which. Again, 49er fans, they're all over the place. Um, but we'll talk to him, I think, uh, for the podcast on Friday. We're not done talking Rams 49ers. I can tell you that this Friday will definitely be a podcast pretty much dedicated to that, the big game on Sunday. Cannot wait. I, I'm nervous. I can wait. I can't wait. I, I don't know. For this week, the buildup is the Rams are in the NFC Championship game, so I'm okay with it. It's just, oh, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, nightmare. Um But also, what a great weekend it was. I got to tell you, um, it wasn't just NFL football. After the two games Saturday night, got to watch UFC 270, saw Francis Nganu, the monster that he is, uh, win his heavyweight title fight. Uh, Ozark, the great television show, released seven episodes for season four, part one. Uh, So there was that. I'm trying to think what else this week. It was just, I turned to Valerie at some point and I was like, this. Is one heck of a weekend. I know you don't care much about football uh, or maybe understand all I just she gets it, but she's like, I don't, I'm like, I try to tell people, do you, do you know what you just saw this weekend? Do you know four of the best games I've ever seen in a condensed amount of time four of the greatest playoff games I've, I've seen? Trying to think of another time. I've seen great championship Saturdays or Sunday, excuse me, which is the best day of the year, in my opinion. Championship Sunday, I like it better than the Super Bowl. I always have the Final Four of football, if you will. And uh, I know cowboy fans look up. Uh, uh, by the way, Wikipedia, Championship Sunday, what what it means? Um, but anyway, uh, but man, the divisional round delivered after some boring games in the wild card round. What a what a divisional round of playoffs we saw this weekend in the NFL upsets, drama, comebacks, uh, four games that ended on the last play of the game. (laughs) You can't match that. That's incredible. Now we'll see what happens this Sunday. Again, uh, excuse me, not the Titans, Bengals Chiefs. The Chiefs look unstoppable, man. They really do. I don't know if Joe Burrow's got any more miracles in him. And uh, Rams, Niners, I know a lot of people are liking the Rams in this game. That makes me nervous. Um, I think that the 49ers are going to put up one heck of a fight uh, Debo, that pass rush, that run defense, uh, just, you never know what could happen in a championship game. Anything that can go wrong will, and we'll definitely see something Sunday that we did not expect in one of the two games. I'm not saying the result. I'm just saying something crazy always happens in these games. And, uh, the best day of the year, this Sunday, we'll talk more about on Friday. Can't wait for that. Val and I, at on top of all the football, we were able to finish season four, a part one of of uh, Ozark, we knocked that out, found a way. We watched UFC Saturday night. Um oh man, I didn't even talk about the food on Sunday. We went, we treated it like it was the Rams last game and we went all out. We went massive pizza, we had chips and salsa, we had uh shrimp, shrimp cocktail, big big uh, family favorite there. And on top of all that, we had some wings. I mean, uh, a lot of refreshments, we'll say, and uh just a fun time watching the game. Is there anything better? Is there any holiday better, really, than sitting around for about three and a half hours with people you love who love the team that you love? Is there anything better than that? Of course, that team wins. That makes it even better. But cheering, high fiving, um, eating too much. I mean, it's just, oh, can't wait for Sunday, guys. Let's get it going for my massive disappointment and my nightmare where the 49ers will upset my Rams. Why well, shouldn't we be an upset? I, the Rams are favorite, I think, but it doesn't matter. 49ers own the Rams. I said this a few weeks ago. Pains me to say these things, but I need to speak the truth. My truth. No, I don't hate that phrase. Can we kick off yet? Can we do this? Kick it off. And I'll tell you this: when you're winning it, when your team's winning a game, that clock moves so slow, doesn't it? And when you're losing, the clocks is like so fast. So Rams need to uh, get out to a multiple touchdown lead. Although that's what happened last time and the 49ers just uh, rallied big time. So it's going to be a great game. I can't wait. Um, 49ers blew the Rams out once 49ers came back um, to uh, take a lead on the Rams or tie them. And then Rams took a lead. Niners rallied, tied it, lost in overtime. Uh, So I don't know what we're going to expect this Sunday, but we're going to talk more about it on Friday with one of our guests and um, if you're sick of football talk uh, right now, just wait a couple of weeks and it'll all be over with. But for now it's LA Rams hosting the San Francisco 49ers from Southern Oregon, way up there in the Bay area. I just want to remind everybody how far it is away from where you live, where you live is here. And I hope you, you will join me in rooting for the USA and the Olympics. Um, since a lot of people out there, I guess are rooting for people there. Places they're not from, or if you're from there, fine. It's all good. Everyone's got a story. I'm going to keep saying it while I can. And best you believe, next week's podcast, it's going to be really sad, probably, for me. I'm honest. I know. What can go wrong will go wrong. But if the Rams beat the Niners, you guys are going to see something special. But don't worry. It probably won't happen. 49ers. Gritzy team. I can't believe it. the Rams and 49ers in the NFC championship. Even if you're a 49er fan and you're like, yeah, they, they own the Rams, whatever that rivalry it's I know it's not much of a rivalry now, but the fact that it goes a long time goes back. This is pretty cool. I think the Niners beat Atlanta in one NFC championship game uh, recently. And then who did they beat in another, I think it was, the John, no, it wasn't the giant. Lost to the giant. Who they beat in that NFC Championship a few years back? Oh, with Jimmy G. Yeah, when they played Atlanta. Am I losing my mind? I'm sorry. I got I gotta get this. You guys are shouting it right now. Uh Chiefs beat, I think it was the Patriots, finally. And Jimmy G and the Niners beat. This is two years ago, three years ago. Pretty sure it was on the road. It wasn't Atlanta. Anyway, I'll figure it out. I'll think of it. doesn't matter guys. Can't wait. Hey, we'll see you on Friday. Great show on Friday. Uh, Maybe do some Facebook live stuff on Sunday. Although I try to avoid that because I don't like the trash talkers jumping all over me. Um, That tends to happen. And um, you know, I don't do that to too many people, but Unless it's this podcast, of course. So, guys, enjoy the game this Sunday. We're going to talk more about it this Friday. What a weekend of football, of UFC, of Ozark television shows. I mean, we got options right now, and it's all going to come crashing down real quick. So, enjoy it while you can. Um, two games this Sunday, then the Super Bowl, and then it's springtime. It's baseball, it's hockey. And we just sit around until the end of summer to bring football back. So, that's enough out of me. I'm excited, as you guys are well aware. Uh, just Get ready to get this thing kicked off on sunday playoff football nothing better than it guys have a great week we'll see you on friday and guys as always no matter what you're doing whether out on the town or rounding in third base get home safe <laughs>